podcast, I figure I got to do the big intro because we're doing a big show. We're talking Thor Ragnarok. So if you haven't seen it, stop right here because uh, we are going to ruin the shit out of that movie and I'll be ruining it myself, Christian Blatt, at Christian DMZ, joined as most of the time by Jeff DeRay, Captain EO, at Jeff DeRay. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> and uh, this edition, also known as Two Jeffs, One Blatt, because we're joined in person by Mr. Jeff Winstead, at Jeff Winstead. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> so you just tried to out Jeff Jeff by giving like a smaller it. intro. <laughs> and uh, obviously, you're a, uh, a Blackcast veteran at this point, but this is your first in-studio trip. That's true, yes. And also, it's because you recently moved to the desert. You recently moved to Palm Springs. So uh, right, this was move. This was a, a lot easier drive than it would have been uh, when yes, you still lived in yes. North Carolina. <laughs> yes, easier commute. Yeah. Uh, and also, we got you to come out and go to a movie theater. Yes. So there's that, too. Very and, exciting. And by the way, uh, Jeff's comic book, The Alternate, can be found on Comixology. And where else can it be found? Pretty much comicology, but if you need more information, you can always check out my website, which is just jeffwinstead.com. There you go. Uh, Jeff DeRay, how are things going with your comic book? Amazing. Once every 10 years. (laughs) Ah, Just like your podcast. Once every 10 years. And Jeff Winstead, you're in for a treat because uh, I remembered the bell half the time when, especially it's after a movie, I have to have thought about putting the bell on my car at 8 a.m. this morning because we went to the movies at 9.30 so that we could record an after show and get Jeff Winstead back to the desert uh, at a respectable hour because you uh, braved LA traffic once. We don't need you to do it twice. Right, mm-hmm. right. The bill is very fancy in person. I had no idea. Did you know that it was engraved I for Blackcast 100? No. You want to hit it? Oh, Go ahead. Wow. Look at that. Hey. Jeff Winstead hit the bell. That'll wow. be that'll be $100. Thank you. you. Rain my and you now have your very own Blackcast mug, which you're That's enjoying. Right. Super excited. I don't mail them to anyone. So if anybody wants one, you have to be here and do the Blackcast in person. I think I think Jason Blair did the black cast before I had them. So, uh, uh, Jason, you're going to have to drive the triplets. Fool. You yeah. have to drive the triplets back. So, uh, our pal, Agent Starling, Will Sterling on Twitter at Will Sterling underscore, sure, why not, was supposed to come to this movie with us. Mm-hmm. I had actually bought him a ticket. Yep. And turns out Mr. Fancy Pants had an audition today, but uh, we, we harbor him no ill will because. That means good things for the Will Taraj, potentially. Ill Will should be his rap name. Exactly. Ill Will? Yeah. Actually, we harbor no Ill Will. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He'll never hear this, so we'll we'll act like in a future broadcast, we'll act like, you know, I was just thinking. In the you know, shower maybe, this morning. Maybe I'll do it on one that you're not here, Jeff Duray or Jeff Winston, and I'll just take credit for it. What do you think about that? I love it. Uh, anyway, we are th- talking about Thor Ragnarok, and I already told you to stop listening if you haven't seen it, but now I really mean it, because we're going to dive in and really uh, pick apart the rock. Ragnarok and hard. I've, you're just sitting on that rock hard for a while. Yeah. So I, I figure it's only, it, it's only good hostly of me to start with our guest, Jeff Winstead. Uh, give us your overall thoughts on the movie. Overall thoughts. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed okay, it. Okay, thank you, Jeff Winstead, <laughs> for being on the podcast. Uh, yeah, but you can you can elaborate. Yeah, That's okay. It was, yeah, it was uh, fun. Yep. It's funny. Sure. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Great effects. The acting was solid all around. Um, I might be in the minority. I always see these movies. My biggest complaint about the movie is that uh, we have Ruffalo playing Banner because I, I do still prefer uh, the guy from Incredible Hulk. Ed Norton. Oh, Ed Norton. For, okay. I don't know why. For whatever reason, ever ever since Avengers. Poor, by the way, poor Eric Bana. 
Yeah. He's nobody's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, and look, you can so feel however you want, but I prefer Bill Bixby. Anyway, continue. Well, oh, well, and Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk. you get outacted well, yeah. by your dad <laughs> in a movie about the Hulk, <laughs> yeah, you suck. You, that's, that's a great point. Anyway, well, go this ahead. This is exactly the thing, because I think um, Ed Norton's version of Banner was much more in keeping with Bixby's. Yeah, I agree were with that. going for more of that you know, tone, and I, and I think, for some reason, Ruffalo plays him like he's a 60s uh, Disney movie professor. There's the weird quality that I don't quite like. Get. He's one accident in the lab away from inventing flubber. flubber yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, the Hulk and flubber. Just imagine how much he could jump. He well, he almost hit it in this one. He was <laughs> bouncing true. against it the was wall. Very, that's so true. Maybe that's what he was close, working on. Exactly. But now we'll say the motion capture, whatever they do to make it the Hulk look, look like him, was great. In yeah, this. I, I think as the Mark Ruffalo Hulk has advanced in what is this six years now since the Avengers, it gets much better. It looks more like him as we go along. And I thought this really looked like Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Flubber is Hulk chiz, if that wasn't obvious. <laughs> You're so excited. You're like, You're like, like we're going to stand down from that and everybody needs to know. <laughs> I got to talk about ejaculate. <laughs> yeah, because... What we've been going for about four minutes now, and you yeah. didn't yet. So Thank I got you. I got people to please, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we said he'll work one of those jokes into the movie about his hammer. Uh, the, the, oh, that's the whole, true. Oh, I there. I forget what the actual there, line was. Uh, you but. know what? It's funny because I try not to get the phone out during the movie, but there were a few things that I wanted to make sure I didn't forget. And oddly enough, that was one of them. Your hammer pulled you off. There you go. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, "No, pull, pulled me, pulled me off, off course or off world." You know, and I just, yeah, I, it's, uh, yeah. Well, uh, before we dive into the comedy, which is where I want to start, uh, Jeff Duray, overall thoughts. And we talked about on the podcast previously how excited you were for this movie because uh-huh. of the director. I loved it. It's one of those movies where I got hyped up on it and it delivered exactly what I wanted. So I'm very excited. Uh, on that, I was just saying how it's cl- like far and away the best Thor movie. Like it yeah. makes the other two Thor movies look like they were made like the 1980s Captain <laughs> America movie. Like it's just no comparison. Hemsworth is like actually in- likable now instead of yeah, like annoying. And I think that obviously it helps that we've known Thor for so long now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's definitely. I like the first Thor movie a lot. I was thinking about this after the movie. I think that Thor is probably my second favorite first movie, if you can follow that, in the the, uh, MCU. I'm not counting Spidey and X-Men and stuff. But for the first movie, when we were introduced to him, I like that second to Captain America. Uh, The second one, I don't hate like some people do, but I know that it wasn't, like, awesome. It wasn't, like, Mm -hmm. amazing. It wasn't great. Will Sterling, if he was sitting right here, he was like, yeah, it wasn't good. But I disagree with that. I think it was good. It just wasn't great. This, I thought, was great. It was a lot of fun. From the beginning, as soon as the movie starts, we hit the ground running. And look, it's there's definitely some people, Zack Snyder, who could take a page from just start the movie. Don't give us all the preamble and the brooding. and the, you know, It's just like, so I bet you're wondering why Thor's in a cage. Yeah, actually, I am. Thor, tell me more. And uh, just from there, it's two hours and ten minutes of, I would say, nonstop fun. The action slows down, but then we got jokes. Frankly, like, literally just the minute that the skeleton's jaw popped off as he was talking to it, the timing of that, I knew I was going to love that this was fucking tone. movie. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah, that's like in the first like 10 seconds yes. of the movie, I think. Maybe 30 seconds. And yeah, I think that 
it could be a criticism that people are like, there's too many jokes, but I don't know. I think Thor works better when you don't treat him seriously mm -hmm. because first and foremost, he's the God of thunder. Well, that's silly. You know, let's, what are we going to do with that? So yeah, I definitely think going for the funny approach is the way to go. And uh, I found it incredibly enjoyable. And I, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember. I think that Guardians 2 was a little too jokey because occasionally the jokes fell flat. And mm -hmm. uh, I think, uh, did Jeff Duray, do you remember, did Will say that he thought, I mean, Will didn't like the movie, but I think he thought it was too jokey. He thought Guardians 2 was too jokey. And I think that it's easier to make that case because there are moments where they're trying so hard to be funny and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, that's not as funny now. To me, what happened was like Guardians 1 was funny without having to try to be. Yeah, like, that's it, a good like call. literally, they, they straight up, I think the best example was Batista, right? In the first movie, he's like, I'm not a comedian, I'm not funny. And then he has these moments where people thought he was funny, and the actor straight up was like, oh, wow, like people really thought I was funny. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Like, Guardians, that's wonderful. Guardians 2 is too self aware. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. And, and he's like trying to, okay, I'm going to say these things because I know that they're funny and then they're delivered differently. Mm -hmm. If you're accidentally, Accidentally funny. Uh, that's amazing. Anybody who has, it's a complete tangent, but anybody who has watched the Zach Galifianakis show Baskets, his friend Martha is actually not a comedic actress at all. She doesn't, supposedly, according to him, doesn't have a sense of humor. She's just accidentally funny. She mm -hmm. just says things and you're like, yeah, that's actually really funny. Oh, yeah. And I think that that works better. Thor isn't accidentally funny, though. Mm -hmm. Thor, the character, and of course, Loki. I don't know. There's there's great joke. I don't know anybody that doesn't get a good joke in this movie. Even Hulk. Mm -hmm. Hulk gets good jokes. Tons of good jokes. Actually. He has some yeah. great jokes about, you know, puny Avenger and things like that. And like <laughs> small arms. Yeah. Thor's sad. <laughs> the nice thing about Thor's jokes is they're actually sort of like an evolution of the character from the first movie and from the Avengers from his time on Earth. Because he's yeah. making like Earth-based jokes and rather than seeming like an anachronism, it actually fits because it's sort of an evolution for his uh, new first character within the movies. So it was actually worked pretty well. Hmm. I think it's like uh, one thing I was trying to say before about how I felt about the first ones is when you're dealing with like Asgardians, gods, essentially, right? Uh, they're super powerful. That should be fucking obvious, right? So the first movie, like, well, it definitely has value. I think that my biggest issue with it was the, the antagonist, essentially, being the suit of armor instead of like I know that it was directed by Loki and there's all those other things going on but it's really like oh it comes down to him fighting a big piece of metal and it was just like I just wasn't invested in that I didn't care and obviously there's all the issues with like the relationship with uh, Natalie Portman she's now in two massive Disney franchises where yeah. she cannot hold romance <laughs> for the life of her and I love that she was just explained away as like hey I heard you broke up I heard Jane broke up with you no 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 I broke up with her and it's great because uh, I don't mind the character, but she had there was no room for her in this, mm -hmm. you know. So there there was no there was no need for her yeah, in this it, movie. She actually Jane was probably one of my bigger issues with the Thors because it it it, it was an attempt to humanize him and like mm -hmm. make him have like this fragile weakness, but instead it just made him annoying. It was like oh, just fix the fucking problem. I don't <laughs> care about her. Let her die. You know, oh. and and so it was like in this movie you have massive stakes. You have Ragnarok, the end of times, essentially, as it's uh, as we're all supposed to know it. And you have like he's fighting his sister, who's even more powerful than him. He has to fight the Hulk, who's more powerful. Like there's actual um, 
there's actual like blockages that he really would have to get through that you're not just like, oh, and then I got erectile thunder disruption and I can't use it right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I find that that's a, a huge problem with a lot of these properties when they feel like the story needs to dictate that they can't do what they're supposed to because, you know, oh, they're so powerful, they need to get their way out of it. And the uh, Inhumans TV show has the character of Karnak. He, he like fell on his head in the first episode. And so like <laughs> six episodes later, he still can't use his cool power <laughs> because he can figure his way out of any situation. And I get it. You need to do that sometimes, but it's like, it's kind of annoying that like, uh, especially like Thor, uh, but see, here's the thing about Thor. It's like even when he doesn't summon thunder or you'd think he was the god of lightning, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but even when he doesn't do that, he's still super strong and can do a lot of cool things. So I, I think that that works. Uh, let's talk about some of the other specific things in the movie. I really liked the opening sequence. As I mentioned, we hit the ground running. It really felt like the opening to a James Bond movie where it's oh, like, yeah, don't, don't worry about what happened before here. Here we are. I'm right. doing a thing. Okay. And I got to get my thing done. And then the movie will start for real. And oh, by the way, that thing is going to tie in a little later. But don't worry about it. Here I am. I'm Thor. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and just silly jokes with him on the chain spinning yeah. around. I literally just thought of that. And that's what I was just laughing <laughs> that's about. What just just thinking yeah, yeah, about yeah. him doing yeah. that. I was like, oh, that was so funny. Oh, Thor. Oh, Thor, you silly booth. (laughs) You're so funny. Uh, Yeah, no, and I really liked that. And, of course, he gets back to Asgard, and because... I didn't catch the name of the giant beast who invokes Ragnarok and destroys Surger. Asgard. Oh, Surger? Sur- yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, he's like, yeah, Odin's not on Asgard. So then Thor gets there and he's like, oh, look, Odin's acting like a, a dillweed and there's a huge statue of Loki. Okay, I know what's going on here. And by the way, the Loki Thor play that was going on was so amazing. Good. It was hilarious. I, yeah. I, Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a great cameo. I, so I got Damon and Sam Neill yeah. doing Odin. Yeah. I didn't get the Thor guy. Was he anybody? I, did you recognize he, who he, he was? He looked familiar, yeah. and I thought I, I really couldn't place him. I gotta look that up But later, he looked right? super familiar, and it, yeah. I actually thought he was one of um, the Asgardians that we ended up seeing later on in the... the, the oh, I mean, like, could have been. We saw somebody that I was like, oh, was that the guy playing Thor? That that would have been clever. Like, yeah. clever that would have been if yeah. they if if we had that sort of thing. But I I don't know for sure. I'll see if I can find anything out while we talk in in the course of the conversation. Uh, but when they're there, you know, watching the play and Thor's talking to I'm using air quotes Odin. Uh, they make a reference, Jeff Winstead, to something that I have talked about many times on the Blackcast and on other shows that I do whenever I can. Uh, Frog Thor. Oh, yes. And I yes. know we're never going to get a Frog Thor movie. No. That's okay. But I, the fact that they even mentioned, oh, in that time it that it turns into a frog. It is I was just like, that's Marvel awesome. I love that. That was pretty hilarious. I am such a huge fan of Frog Thor, and you should all know that. But uh, <laughs> the fact that they even mentioned it, that's fine. Uh, and then jumping way ahead, but sort of another reminiscence of young Loki and young Thor. He's like, yeah, he turned himself into a snake because he knew I liked snakes. So I picked him up and he tried to stab me. And I was just like, uh, I don't know, just the, the, such a well-crafted funny line. It's you know? all the, but it's so Taika. The the thing to me was like, um, from, from seeing his comedy from like the Wilder people and what we do in the shadows and like uh, even... Oh, he's that dude. Yeah. Okay, see, I didn't even, I was going to ask you what he had done for because I didn't research beforehand, but yeah, that's hilarious. The first big okay. thing was Flight of the Concords. He was like yeah. a 
essentially one of the creators of that okay. show. And then, yeah, his the movies that I know him from were uh, What We Do in the Shadow, in the Shadow. Yeah, which actually. I saw that and I just thought it was the funniest movie. Yeah. And I hadn't heard anything about it and just no, saw it no. completely unbiased. Like, wow, okay, this is genius. So the second I heard he was directing Ragnarok, I was like, yep, sold 100%. So no, that's great. <laughs> um, I was uh, in, still trying to find out who everybody is in that play. I saw a headline that says uh, the fact that uh, Matt Damon's cameo is better than Stan Lee's. I don't know. Stan's is pretty good. I thought this was one of Stan's better yeah, cameos. Because yeah. he's like got some crazy metal arm and he's going to cut <laughs> Thor's hair. Oh, like, still. <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely love that. Oh, Luke Hemsworth is playing Chris Hemsworth. Oh, so okay. that's that not, makes sense why he looks familiar. Yeah, it's like oh, that, I, that guy looks so much like him, but it's okay. Luke Hemsworth, so not the so one. A that's third? that's the third one who's okay. apparently like on TV in Australia and he's like famous in Australia, gotcha. but okay. he's not Hunger Games Hemsworth. He's not this Hemsworth. Okay. So uh, I finally got the answer there. I'm sure. But, so, that's almost even funnier. Like, yeah. I mean, we didn't get that joke, but that's almost like a, another layer joke for a whole yeah. other continent. Right. So like, that's when, amazing to me. When yeah. I go and see yeah. it again, I'm going to laugh twice as hard now. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, twice as what? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I There's a couple of moments where I wish that Will was with us because obviously I enjoy Will's company. I would like to have his thoughts here on the show, probably because we're like, uh, yeah. It was garbage. But anyway, uh, <laughs> because I would have wanted to like just turn and look at him during Stan's cameo, which I did when I saw Spider-Man Homecoming because I had already <laughs> seen it twice, so I knew when it was happening, and that one didn't bother him. Uh, but also when Thor is called upon to visit Doctor Strange because Benedict Cumberbatch is like, Thor Odinson in his like really bad American accent, and I know how much Will hates that. Cause I, so I expected him to just like throw his hands up like, oh, fucking... You know, really, I, I was surprised how little he was in the movie. Like the way they sold it from the cameo of yeah. Strange, you thought you'd have thought he'd be a central. Yeah, figure. but I'm glad that he was in it. And yeah. look, I think I don't know that there are plans for more Doctor Strange movies. I don't know if you, either of you have heard anything Who, to that extent. What but, do you do? Well, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of great bad. when he sort of deals with like you know he'll come in and like hey you know there's a, this weird mystical element. Let me help you out with this. Mm -hmm. uh, let me give you a refillable beer. Okay, I'm out. And obviously he'll be in Infinity War and Infinity War 2 Book of Shadows. He'll just hang out with Zatanna and, uh, you know, Constantine, all his <laughs> Constantine, <friends>. all <laughs> his pals. Uh, yeah. Cross universes like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Jeff Goldblum. I oh. thought was uh, like... Fantastic. You know, he wasn't just chewing on the scenery; he was devouring oh, it yes. whole. Is mm -hmm. what you know, and chewing it was on totally appropriate. But it was so perfect. It was so perfect for the character yes. because he's oftentimes projected as like I don't know, like a fifty foot tall hologram. So he needs yes. to be big. Right. And I thought that he did such a good job. It was so entertaining to watch him. Very funny. And yeah, this is the perfect part for him. Yeah. And the Asgard joke was yes because when I was a little kid and I would read the books, like, I would in my head pronounce it Asgard. It was like Beavis and Butthead, like, so like uh. Asgard. So yeah. it was just, it was so so immature, but it was perfect the way he delivered it. Uh, Jeff Winstead, what's your uh, background with Thor from the comic books? Not much, mostly on the in the Avengers. Yeah, um, the Thor books themselves, like I would read occasionally. I know you and I have a big. Uh, we like the DeFalco Juan Friends team. Yeah, so because we were, we were big book, fans of their work on Amazing Spider-Man. Exactly. And Ron Friends, when he was drawing that run on Thor, it was a very calculated, like, 
an homage to Jack Kirby. I, yes. It wasn't really a knockoff. It was like, I'm going to go yeah, you know, much more in that style than he did on other things. And I think it really works for a character like Thor. Yeah, so I, yeah, I read Thor for a long time. I read it during the Walt Simonson years, so I have the issues with Frog right, Thor. Right. Um, I don't love that style of art that Walt Simonson did. Apparently, he's a very nice guy, but I, I just don't like that style at all. And when you can compare it to having Ron Friends who looks like a comic book artist. Oh, I mean, I guess the person. But I also mean his style is like what you want comic books to look like. Uh, I think I found that more enjoyable. But I was always kind of intrigued with the character. But yeah, he was never my favorite. Well, the Thor books, one of the problems I always had is anytime that he wasn't on Earth, I was bored. Yeah. They, they didn't do, to me, I never, they never sold me on the Asgard storylines. Yeah. Uh, which the movies do a much better job of, actually. And it's funny so. because the movies never have him as, like, earthbound Donald Blake. I mean, yes, there's yeah. a joke in the first movie where he has a fake ID that says yeah. Donald Blake. But they never actually have him be quite so earthbound. But, yeah, I think he works really well in the context of the Avengers in the comics. I do like him a lot in the movies, but uh, obviously he's great as part of the Avengers. But you just really get to have kind of a sillier movie because it's a guy who swings around a hammer yeah. and he's the god of thunder. And now he's only got one eye, spoiler alert. And he starts a new band called The Revengers. <laughs> he does start The Revengers. And uh, yeah, let's, well, let's talk about The Revengers. Well, no, we, we, we have to have the big reveal, which of course we all know from the trailer. We'll talk about The Revengers in a moment. Uh, the big reveal, of course, we know that he's going to fight the Hulk. It doesn't make it not funny that he's like, oh, yeah, I know him. That's, that's We're friends from work. And uh, I thought that was very funny. And I think to have him be Hulk for as long as he was, he needed to be able to talk more yes, than he had yeah. previously. Mm -hmm. And I always find it interesting when the Hulk can at least communicate somewhat. You know, when all he can say is Hulk smash and break things you're really limited, and that's definitely when I prefer uh, Bruce Banner. It, it almost turns uh, Hulk's cameo in this as, like, it can also serve as, like, an evolution of the character. Like, going forward, we can have interesting Hulk, not yeah. just, like, weapon Hulk. Yeah, and, you know, we didn't really get an answer on whether or not he's able to turn back into yeah. Banner. I'm just going to assume he can, you know, right. but it maybe it'll be difficult. I assume they purposely left that, that hanging because yeah. that was the... The sacrifice, and then it, it, speaking of a place where perhaps the jokes went a little too far, though it was hilarious, you know that he's going to make that sacrifice for the end of the movie where he jumps out of the ship to save oh, the yeah. populace, and he falls flat on the bridge. It's still as Banner. <laughs> as Banner, <laughs> yeah, which, which is a pretty good callback to that. There was that scene in The Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton where yeah. he jumps out of the helicopter at the end, and he hits the ground as the Hulk. So it was, that was funny. It, it was funny. I know what you mean. It sort of takes you out of that moment, but I laughed. Yeah, so yeah I did too. It, I, couldn't, it almost, I couldn't help myself. It almost doesn't matter, yeah. but yeah. And it was it was really interesting to see Thor interact with this Hulk, you yes. know, because it's not like they did something where Hulk, you know, lost his memory and didn't know Thor. No, he knew yes. him, but he's like, no, you're a bad friend, you know. Yeah, like, he, and he's living his life. Yeah. I mean, Hulk oh, is living yeah. the Hulk that, life on That is planet. definitely the Hulk life. This is yeah. not Planet Hulk, but for him it <laughs> yes. might as well. It's, it's at least Townhouse Hulk, <laughs> and he can, he can do whatever he wants. And uh, I thought that uh, I, I really liked the, the scenes. Well, the fight scenes were really well done. Absolutely, but what I liked yeah. the scenes was when they were both kind of still imprisoned and talking to each other. I, I yeah. really liked that interaction. What did you think, Jeff Duray? I loved it. I mean, I thought the – I just thought this was a, a well-crafted movie. I thought it's um, – I'm trying to think what I watched recently where I was just like, oh, Stranger Things, where I just felt like that's a show 
where they understand their characters yes. and they'll do things that you're just like, I fucking love this character yeah. for being who he is every day. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what we got in this film. We got Taika understanding these characters and giving us this like fun, interesting story that didn't have to be too serious, didn't have to be too silly. Like, I don't know, I love the I love the New Zealand accent. So just like sticking people in with like silly <laughs> New Zealand accents is just enough to make me happy. But like the fact that he just kind of was able to stick the like very staple Taika stuff into this and it worked seamlessly. Like um, the Grandmaster's little like hench lady, yeah. that lady's oh, in yeah. a lot of his movies. Oh, the, the, yeah. I, I thought that was a great character. I didn't know that she mm -hmm. had been in other things. So that's but, basically uh, like one of his actors that he's just like, I'm going to find a place for you in this yeah, movie. And she's amazing. And I love that it's like, you know, like, no, I just didn't want him to talk when I was talking. Why do? Why did what? you hand me the melty Don't give stick? Me the melting <laughs> yeah. stick. He just interrupted. Yeah, that I thought was that great. was that was definitely a great dynamic. Or and when uh, she's talking to the Valkyrie, and it's like starts with a B, trash. <laughs> yeah. What are you just waiting to <laughs> you say? You're just that? waiting to say that. Yeah, which that that felt like a very Jeff Duray moment because sometimes you're waiting to say things like hard, you know. <laughs> but it starts with a B, trash. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I liked that. I really liked the interaction between Hulk and Thor. And just sort of them having a real conversation. And I do love how Thor basically played both of them. Like, no, no, no. I don't like Banner. No, no, come on. It's like all science and everything. <laughs> Numbers. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then later on he's like, Thor, no, come on. Smash, smash. Why would I like that guy? I do like that he, he played both of them. And, of course, uh, Banner has a great line when he's early on when he's first. Banner's like, yeah, we had a big fight. I won easily. He's like, that doesn't sound <laughs> right. He's like, well, it's true. <laughs> I know that's in the trailer, too, but it's just like in the context of the movie, uh, that conversation yeah. definitely goes when you, well. When you, if you, now that we're talking back on the things that happened in the movie, it sounds yeah. like it should be overstuffed. You know, it's got Doctor Strange, it's got yeah. the Hulk, it's got this Valkyrie character, it has Jeff Goldblum, it's got uh, a plot with, on Asgard with Hela, it's got this uh, sort of Planet Hulk uh, Grandmaster yeah. plot. But it doesn't. It really flows really well when you're in it watching it. I, I'm amazed they pulled that Yeah, out. you know, I didn't even think of that, but you're right. This is, I, I don't know, this is like seven or eight issues of a comic book yeah, that easily. you just string together. But yeah, they really managed to get it into two hours. Not two hours and 40 minutes, but two hours and yes. 10 minutes, so I'll take that. And I thought that, uh, yeah, all of it works. There, there's there's not like a sequence where I'm like, mm, all right, let's get back to the part I really like. Even Heimdall stealing the sword yes. and, and being able to evade them makes perfect sense. It's like, oh, a guy with perfect clear sight of everything yeah. yes. would definitely be able to do what he and wants. And it's great because I felt like in the first two movies that Idris Elba doesn't have nearly enough to do. Mm -hmm. And at least he's, you know, he has a couple moments here and there. But at this one, I think he has like a whole storyline and he's, you know, helping to get everyone yeah, to safety. Yeah, and it feels natural. It doesn't feel like, ooh, Idris Elba is now really popular. Let's make sure he has a storyline here. Yeah. It actually felt appropriate for the character. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I definitely agree with that. Uh, one of the things back to the, the Hulk, not when he's fighting, but, you know, confined planet Hulk, just pimped out uh he reminded me a lot of my two-year-old son he just <laughs> like the way you know the way he's like just the way that he's stringing two words together you know and and stuff like thor sad you know <laughs> like i was like yeah felix would say daddy sad and laugh that definitely <laughs> happens that's definitely a thing and uh, i thought that they did a great job of just you know it's like sure he's been sort of aware as the hulk for two years so he probably that's, that's right, why yeah. he speaks so well True. But he's still, you know, emotionally, well, he's still the Hulk, you know. And, like, he and Valkyrie are obviously pals. And, you know, they even have a little, like, oh, let's play fight. But obviously I could snap you in half right. with, like, half a fingernail. Well, for the Hulk, it was probably longer than two years. Like, they make the oh, reference of that, that, that world's oh, time right. travels a lot faster. Like, Loki was there for two weeks 
two seconds yeah, later for and, Thor. And Hulk says it's been two years. That's a great point. It, it could be it could be ten years. It could be twenty years. I mean, I don't know what the difference is. You know, it's it's a super nerdy question. So if anybody knows the answer, please let us know at Blackcast. Which, by the way, I didn't mention that you can follow us at Blackcast. You can like the Blackcast on Twitter, and there's always Blackcast.com. B l a d t c a s t. Because I was so excited to talk about the movie, I didn't get our own plugs in. But if anybody knows, like, does the Hulk? age at the same rate as Bruce Banner or Bruce Banner sort of going away and not being the Hulk they're the same body so I feel like they would age at the same rate. Oh yeah rate. I think so I think they even made a point to have the Hulk have some gray hair here. Yeah. No so, that's a good point yeah it's, so uh, it'll it's be not, interesting. It's not really a Captain Marvel Billy Batson. In, the, yeah. um, in other things that I've seen where essentially like they travel deep into the future what is it like new Avenger type stuff where yeah. it's like Ultron's taken over and it's like the kids of the Avengers oh, right, and they're all right. gone. Usually the Hulk's still alive with gray hair so I think there is an extent of when he's the Hulk he doesn't necessarily age the same as everybody that else. That makes sense. So yeah, because in, yeah. in the Old Man Logan comics, there's like a whole like nasty, incestuous like redneck Hulk family, but I think Hulk is still around too, and yeah, that's pretty far into the future. Uh, one of the things that uh, there was just one of those lines that I jotted down because I wanted to make sure I mentioned it. I, the idea when Thor says that I know him from work. He's like, you're embarrassing me. I told him we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> and that was sort of the most interesting part of the fight is that, you know, obviously the matchup between Thor and Hulk, Hulk has a huge advantage, but you take into consideration that just how powerful Thor really is. You know, I mean, he got he got some, uh, some good digs in, and if Jeff Goldblum hadn't, uh, you know, hit the little buzzer he might have actually beaten him. I don't know that Thor is capable of killing the Hulk, but I think he could probably knock him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially once his um, the the lightning powers within yeah. himself began to actualize without the hammer. Yeah, and and he yeah, I don't think he yeah. Obviously, he doesn't need the hammer. Uh, that was sort of an obvious thing, you know, that Odin has to tell him. But Dorothy, you could have gone home anytime <laughs> you wanted, <laughs> you know. So uh, that that was interesting. Uh, a, a sort of a. Interesting dynamic between Thor and Loki in this movie because Loki is definitely being Loki as usual. But from the last time we really saw Loki, it's it's a little bit of a softer-edged Loki. Like, he still can't help himself. And I'll ask you guys a question about him. But I liked their interaction. It sort of, like, deals with the fact that, like, you know what, they, they did grow up as brothers. And Thor even says, you know, just how much he always cared about him and he wished that they would have been fighting together. And I kind of I kind of like that, that it's not always like the evil Loki, the god of mischief, the god of tricks and all that. I it, the uh, of course, I'm referring to him being the god of the sugar sweetened cereal with a rabbit on it. He is indeed <laughs> the god of tricks. I once was the god of cookie crisp, but I move on. And I thought that it, it was actually really funny. And then. Again, it's another moment that could have taken you out of it, but he's like, we're going to do get help. And he's like, no, I hate get help. <laughs> and uh, I just thought that that was so funny that they have like a thing. And like to Thor, it's like, oh, it's hysterical because I just swing you around and knock right. people out. And he's like, yeah, it, it, it's not fun. He's like, it is for me. Yeah, and then so, you wonder why Loki has his chip yeah. on his shoulder about Thor. Yeah, he, now yeah. Uh, let me ask my question about Loki. So when he's being, I'm using air quotes again, good Loki – and he goes into the vault and, you know, gets out everything that he needs to get out. 
Obviously, he looks longingly mm-hmm. at the Tesseract. Uh, he pocketed that, he right? Pocketed there's, he, he, he literally has to have, yeah, otherwise yeah. we can't have the Infinity War. Right. There's <laughs> yeah. zero chance that he didn't grab that. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that they didn't feel like they needed to beat us over the head where one of the end credit scenes is he's like, yeah, Thor, we sure are friends. And he's got his hand in his pocket. It's like Rubik's yeah. cubing yeah. the Tesseract. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 definitely. And uh, well, let's talk a little bit about Valkyrie. Uh, Jeff Winstead, do you feel like this is that character from the Marvel Universe, Valkyrie, known from the New Defenders and other things? Or is this just a Valkyrie who they happen to refer to as a Valkyrie? I think that's what they're going for. I- I'm not that familiar enough with the character in the comics to really know yeah. if that's what they were shooting for exactly. Um but yeah, she was good in the movie. I, it was a, it was a nice character. I don't know if I if I loved the actress. I, I thought no. she was good. Um, and it might be because look, the first time I saw the trailer, character. I thought it was Rihanna, and I know that might sound oh, yes. slightly racist, but I did because Rihanna's in movies and yes, she's terrible she, in movies. Yes. So I was a little nervous. And I'm like, oh, that's not who that is. Uh, I'm like, that's not who that is. You dumb racist. <laughs> uh, what so if you, I had to find a weak a weak spot in the acting, mm-hmm. now that she was terrible, that would probably but be my, my right. Point. I mean, everybody's so strong. I can yeah. see, you know, some, look, somebody's got to be the bottom rung in the ladder. Jeff Duray, what did you think of? Uh, and I know your name's Jeff Duray. It's just funnier to say that's Duray. Because it sounds like Jeff Durag. So many people have pronounced it that way. Uh, back like, when I worked at Fox, they would pronounce it that way. The most annoying part was like the guys on air would pronounce it different ways. And I'd be like, and then they'd ask me, like straight up on air. It was like Pat O'Brien and Steve Hartman doing like their old canon show years ago. They'd be like, uh, Duray, how do you actually say your last name? I was like, Duray. I'm like, all right, uh, Jeff Duray. Duray. And I was like, okay, I literally just told you how to say it. It's not hard. There's no trick to it. Just then, they still would go. Do Ray, do Ray. What do you think of uh, Valkyrie, the character? I would imagine she is Valkyrie only because they didn't give us a name other than like yeah. Scavenger or Valkyrie. Uh, Scavenger uh, one four two. Thank you. Please, you know, Sorry. give credit where credit is due. Uh, <laughs> that rhymed, and that was impressive. And <laughs> all right, it had been a while since we had a bell. Uh, I thought she was an interesting character, but I agree that it was like she was the least developed because. Her story didn't have to be as developed, so it was just kind of like, yeah, she wasn't great. She just didn't. She didn't take me out of anything. She yeah, was just kind of yeah, like absolutely. they just gave her a little backstory. She was of a like, necessary device. Yeah, if definitely less of a character, more of a device to sort of you know like okay, we're gonna get these couple stepping stones. This is why she's gonna help him, and this is why she's gonna join the Revengers, mm-hmm. uh, which is which a testament is- to the movie because even she. Being the lowest on the totem pole, had an arc. Yeah, like so many characters are her. Or, I mean, she uh, gets a she gets a super expensive looking flashback. By the she way, she does. Yeah. yeah, really a lot. That was of a pretty dope flashback. Yeah, honestly, I, I, was like, like, I would watch just that fucking battle. Yeah, where's that? You know, yes, that, yeah. that could be like a second disc in the Blu-ray, or I don't know that that's even a thing anymore. Like a separate stream in the cloud. They've been doing that a lot recently because the Wonder Woman sort of uh, the scene of Wonder Woman where they're explaining. Uh, what happened and when they were before they came to uh, Themyscira mm-hmm. had a similar look to this, the sort of ethereal, like moving uh, uh, paintings sort of look. Right. It all feels like it's a little bit ripped off of 
the opening of The Leftovers to me. Like that, the first season of The Leftovers. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah, yeah I thought it was garbage and I wanted to stab my eyes out <laughs> after one episode. I know people loved it. And they're like, oh, you got to give it six episodes. No, I don't. Mm. But I know people love it, so I'm in the wrong, but you can finish your thought. Well, basically, what I was calling to, it, which now doesn't work as well, was the intro for that first season was like this long, drawn out. It looked basically like um, a church type mural. Yeah. But it was these people being like dragged into disappearing kind of thing. Oh, okay. But basically it's like art that's like okay. slow moving, almost almost like um, when they do like the comics where they're basically like reading it to you and like moving to the next panel as though it's like animated or yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. It's like that kind of style um, has been, that was super, I'm pretty sure, I, I would imagine because HBO likes to make intros that win awards, yeah, <laughs> that sure, probably right. like got some <laughs> critical acclaim and that's, because everywhere, that has been everywhere since, and that was in 2014. So it was definitely before wow. they started making all of these slow motion, like, epic scenes. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree, though, that it all was really cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on stuff like that, you know. <laughs> slow-mo, fast-mo, whatever you got. Uh, yeah, thank God there weren't a lot of, like, really slow motion yeah. fight scenes. The fight scenes were really well done, especially mm -hmm. now that I know the, the, the director's history. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed. I mean, yeah. it, it was all very clear. It wasn't too dark. Uh, yeah. They weren't trying to hide. Are uh, you trying to say that it didn't look like Zack Snyder directed it? I was it? sort of trying to say yeah. that, yes. Yeah, because <laughs> I agree. Uh, a question for you as an artist, because um, I'm now thinking about it. When we do get those slow scenes, it felt, now that I'm thinking about it, very much like when you'd get like a full page type panel or whatever, where it's like... Oh, you mean a splash page? Yeah, yeah whatever. Sorry, I, I know the term. Good job, you. <laughs> 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 but just like, you could see that as like, you just have, paint the one picture of the Valkyries coming down yeah, onto yeah. like the, onto Kate Blanchett's character. Yeah. And so it was like he basically took those epic moments that you like to have as these panels and was like, this is what it would look like happening. Yes, yeah. yeah. And just from a storytelling standpoint, the establishing shots, like it, you, you always knew what the characters were in the environment, which most of these action guys these days don't do a good job of. Mm -hmm. uh, even Christopher Nolan I got in um, The Dark Knight. Uh, some of the action stuff in there is impossible to figure out where characters are in relation to other characters. So I thought this was. Yeah, I find that a lot of times, not a lot of times, but it, sometimes in movies, there's so much going on. It's too And you're not, you're not looking away from the screen, yeah. you're not distracted, and it's still hard to follow. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a lot of reasons why I stopped after the first of the new Hobbit prequel movies, oh, yes, uh, mostly yeah. length. But also, it was just like the action sequences, I'm like, there's just too much. And also, I saw it at this weird frame rate that they were testing out on that, and I was like, it's making me nauseous, yes. and I don't know what's going on, and it's just, it's just too much. And yeah, I, I like somehow, if you can have it be not overly complicated, but really use the full frame of the screen, you know? Yeah. I think it, there's a, a distinction there, and I think that this movie did a great job of that. Uh, Jeff DeRay, you mentioned Kate Blanchett as Hella. That was actually where I was going next, so I'm glad you said it. I read your mind. The segue. Yeah, and um, I thought she was great, because that yes. is a character that you can very easily play badly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody who is the uh, goddess of death. Somebody who is death incarnate. You know, and it, it's it's very easy to play just a truly evil villain wrong, and you need look no further than not the Wonder Woman movie, which is very well done, although I had an issue with the British guy. But 
the Wonder Woman TV pilot for NBC where Elizabeth Hurley is the bad guy and it's just like, oh, no, 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 that's, that's, you're way up, way up. This is a TV show. You gotta bring it down, 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 down. And uh, I just wanted to shit on that show. No, <laughs> but basically, it, it's what I was thinking of when I was trying to think of an example of like when you see something that's, that's just, it's too much. And I think it's just like, you know, this is who I am. I'm stronger than you. That should be my throne. But come on, Jeff Durant, she's a girl. I mean, you know, yeah. that's not the way it works. No. You know, when the king dies, it's his firstborn son. Mm -hmm. So you have 20 girls. None of them are getting the throne. But I even found uh, just the framing in, like, the shots that was fascinating because it really stuck out to me when she was addressing basically in the hall. Like, she's at the throne in, like, the Asgardian halls or whatever, and she's addressing everybody. And you see her. She's perfectly in the center. Like, the um, those golden kind of arches that oh, are yeah. around the crown perfectly, like just like encapsulate her and then it's like when we cut to the image of what the general essentially sees and we see her again and she's just kind of standing in this middle thing it totally changed the perspective of her for me for whatever reason just being able to like seeing her here kind of almost like she's ordained yeah. almost like with the gold around her like on the uh, the murals we just saw and then we see her from this other guy's image and it's like she, she doesn't look that threatening she looks like she's like smaller and in this spot and then she just wrecks them all. Uh, by the way, you said golden arches. I started thinking about a quarter pounder and I didn't hear the rest <laughs> of what you said. But it, it was probably really astute. No, I, I definitely agree. She looked really cool. And again, the thing about Thor villains and Thor characters is that they always have super complicated headgear. And I like that even Loki in the stage play, fake Loki, is like, oh, build me a big statue, you know, with the pointy things. Yeah. And they kind of talk about how, alright, we get it, it's a little silly. And I like how uh, Hela will periodically you know, like, all right, now I'm going to kick some ass. Hang on, I need my yeah. fancy hat. And she does something with her hand so that she's not walking around with that thing on her head all yes, the time. Yeah. And then know? Loki brings back the golden horns sure. at the end when he wants to show off in front of the people. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about a character from the Thor mythos who is sort of a, a minor character. He gets a lot of screen time in this, uh, Scourge. And um, I didn't realize it was Carl Urban. Uh, yeah. Dr. McCoy from the J.J. from Star Trek. <laughs> I was just like, that guy looks familiar, but he's got no hair, and I don't know no baldies. Um, I you thought he was Judge Dredd? Get it right. Yeah. yeah. I am the cure. But I know that's not the right Judge Dredd. <laughs> but I was glad to see him in this, uh, now that I realize it was him. But I thought that uh, he had a pretty good arc, too. It was amazing, you know? yeah. He's like, I'm just filling, I'm filling in for Heimdall, and uh, you know, I'm trying to show off for some ladies. Got, you know, I'm just hanging out. And then he's like, hey, I'm just a janitor. And, you know, he's kind of basically goes through the whole movie. Yes, yeah. And uh, he manages to sacrifice himself for the good of Asgard. So good for you, Dr. McCoy slash Judge Dredd. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, that's, that's, oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Go no, on. you please. I was going to say, it's good screenwriting that, that every character, even a character that could have been so minor and uh, an afterthought, even had a, had a good arc. Yeah, it's true. And it, it kind of, it was an interesting look at Scourge because it's just like, I feel like he's a better embodiment of a lot of these like henchmen esque type mm -hmm. bad yeah. guys, like guys that are powerful enough to be like issues, but they're not they're not looking to like rule anything. And it w it just spoke to him where it was like all he was doing was just trying to like be happy, live his little like life, have a little self preservation. And every time she would ask him to do like keep pushing his boundaries of like what he was okay with, we would get that shot, yeah. we'd get that face, and he could convey that like. 
I'm going to do this reluctantly with just those looks. Yeah. And it no. and it made that payoff at the end not seem cheap and fake. Like, yeah. oh, all of a sudden yeah. you're cool? Because he's like, I'm going to cut this lady's head off, but I really don't want to. But I also don't want Hella to, you know, rip my head off. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that uh, he, he gets a good arc. Uh, we're going to backtrack to some of the uh, fun supporting characters, which is when Thor is first sort of... In, in the prison getting ready to fight the Hulk and we meet a whole cast of characters uh, I thought that they were very funny you know like uh, there's Doug oh Doug's dead alright see you later new Doug yeah. you know and just a lot of uh, you know mostly jokes out of those characters he sounded like either Riz Darby or like Charlton Copley was playing that character yeah I was trying to figure out who he what was, was that character's name I lost it Kurt? oh K-O-R-G was it Korg Korg, Korg yeah That's it, you know yeah. who played Korg who? no idea Taika Waititi Ah, oh, that makes perfect fucking go. sense. So look at that. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah. And no wonder he gets such good lines. He's like, oh, hang on. Oh, I got these. I, I stepped on him earlier on the bridge, and I, yeah. I felt so bad I've been carrying him around. <laughs> the interesting thing is that we have, um, you know, we lose a lot of characters. Like Odin dies in this movie. We lose all the Warriors 3. Uh, Heimdall's still around. But a lot of the, the Asgard supporting cast is gone now, yeah. you know? And I don't know anything about plans beyond Infinity War and contracts and things, I don't know that there are any more standalone Thor movies. I don't think there's any more standalone. I'm pretty sure this was supposed to be it. Yeah, I think we're done with standalone movies for any of these characters. But I think more than anyone, Thor is someone who can certainly, you know, go away for a while. But he could be, and, you know, if the Avengers end up being Ant-Man, Black Panther, Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel, fill in the blank. Yeah. Well, you would also think if you have the Infinity Wars as essentially like one of the next couple films, like was it the next film or the next? Well, the, so one we have Black this. Panther in oh, February. Yeah. Okay, right. yeah. so we got one more before it. But I'm saying like this movie in so many huge ways sets up Infinity yeah. War. Like the ending, it looked very much like. I'm pretty sure that's Thanos' yeah. ship. Yeah. It looks I, like yeah. it's Thanos' ship. Um, but even like beyond that, it's just the fact that like you'd have to get rid of Asgard to have the Infinity War. Like if Thanos is threatening reality because he's got the Infinity Gauntlet, like you're the ultimate power of the entire universe and you're fucking with the entire universe, you'd think that would call the attention of essentially like universal royalty, as in Asgard. And so And Doctor Strange. Yeah, you know, and, people and so, who keep an eye on this sort of thing. Yeah. But it's like but but I'm just saying like Asgard, as we just saw, was essentially like one of, if not like the greatest military or army right, right. of the universe. So you'd think Thanos and his forces come in and try and take over Midgard. Uh well <laughs> Thor just calls his dad and like all their forces of Asgard and they should be oh, able yeah, to handle point, it. Yeah. So you have to get rid of Asgard in order for that to even make any sense. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right that it, it's a very calculated move. It's almost like when they mapped it all out is like, look, in Thor 3, this is what has to happen. And, you know, no more Odin, no more Asgard. And, you know, then we uh, hit the ground running. But my understanding is after Black Panther, I think the next thing is indeed Infinity War, because that's in, like, early May. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they have anything that's, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. A little brief detour. We saw a trailer for New Mutants, which is obviously, you know, Fox and the X-Men universe. Uh, I used to read the New Mutants. I read all hundred issues before I turned into X Force. That did not look say. anything like the I New know, Mutants. I know, I know. No idea what that. Every time that ad starts, I'm like, "What is this for? Is yeah, this what is this horror movie? A house yeah. on yeah. Haunted Hill yeah. X? 
Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know the, that's what they're going for, but yeah, the, the house, uh, the the house on the haunted hill on Gray Malkin Lane in uh, in Westchester, but uh, I. Yeah. So anyway, that was just a complete, you know, it was like, I'm like, oh, that's coming out in March. And, you know, we saw a lot of trailers and in my mind, I'm like, all right. So, you know, I know when the baby's supposed to come. I'm like, all right, skipping this one, that one. Like, maybe I can get back out to the movies by the middle of February. I'm like, it'll be my birthday. So I'm like, can I go see Black Panther? No, no, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll be able to. They've been pretty mom about uh, what happens post Infinity War. Uh, I know we have Ant-Man we, we, and, and, the and, then, Lost, and then, but, but there's also a second Avengers movie that's yeah, not yeah, called Infinity War right. Part Two Part anymore. Two when they originally mapped it out, it was Infinity War Part That's Two. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I have the expectation that most of the you know Phase One Avengers are all going to die in the Infinity War, right? Or I, somehow get recast because of some Infinity shenanigans. <laughs> now so. that would be great. And if they replace Chris Hemsworth with Liam Hemsworth <laughs> or other Hemsworth, whose name I said earlier and I've already forgotten, exactly, yes. Luke, I think. But uh, what were you going to say, Jeff Duray? I was just going to say the Flash is just going to run back in time and <laughs> fix it. Flashpoint. <laughs> That's like what you do, like jazz hands at the end of everything. Flashpoint. Flashpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know. For me, I, I know that I'll I'll see it again because uh, I know my wife is actually excited to see this one and. Uh, you know, assuming the baby doesn't come this weekend. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like a knock on wood. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'll see it again soon because uh, I I don't know. I mean, look, there are times where I end up having to see some of these movies again to see with my wife or with other people. And I'm, I'm always like, oh, I'll get something else out of it again. But I'm like excited to, to really, you know, just sit back this time and like, oh, I know where this is going. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to not laugh before the joke. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jeff DeRay, do you feel like uh, you're going to, See this again? Does Agent Romanoff want to see it, or does I'm she? I'm sure she. Wants I mean, to she's see in the it. movie Agent Romanoff. She has yeah. like a little cameo. <laughs> I'm sure she'll want to see it, but the problem for her is that I'm I'm usually the driving force on going to see anything. Oh, and once you've seen it, you're like, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, I'd see it again, <laughs> but I'm not gonna like yeah. suggest it. And yeah, so then but we there's never go there's see like it. a million hours of Netflix to watch if you if you want to. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Winstead, is this something that your wife is gonna want to see, or is is comic books like? I don't even know where she stands on these. Does she enjoy these uh, movies? Oh, yeah, yeah. The the thing that drew me to my wife, other than her smarts and her brains, is that she had a small comic book collection when we And met. I also think she's, so. uh, I believe you've said she's also uh, smoking hot, and you left that yeah, out. Yeah, so, you know. know, you should mention that yes. that also well, drew course. you to her. I mean, that, that but she had a small implicit, comic book collection. Yes. Like, how small are we talking about? Well, she had sold a lot before um, she had moved to, this was in Savannah, so she okay. had already sold to move down. So she had three or four short boxes. Mm-hmm. All right. To, uh, no, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty amazing. So who are so. some of her favorite characters? Characters. Is she's, she, she's big into Green Lantern. Okay, we don't need to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and she was <laughs> We're done talking time. to her. Yeah. <laughs> and she was coming up during the time of Sandman, so she was into. Okay. The oh yeah, yeah, books. sure. Yeah. So, and um, what's going on with Sandman? Aren't they, they've been like developing something he, for a really long yeah, time? Yeah. Gordon right? Levitt jumped, pulled out. Yeah. Oh, hit the bell. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, that's the last I heard. Yeah. He pulled uh, off. <laughs> he pulled <laughs> off. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's see. That's good. So she'll want to see this. She does. She like Thor. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. totally yeah. She's okay. uh, up on, on these movies. We wouldn't. She would not see it twice. So but you you might have to I, see I'll it twice for her to see it yeah. once. Uh, and you know, Jeff Winstead, we've uh, given you a, a hard time when you're not here on the podcast. In fact, you just recently saw Wonder Woman on That's Blu-ray right. or something, and so you then went and listened to our Wonder Woman episode yes. where Agent Starling, who's not here to answer for his crimes, <laughs> uh, was like, come on, Jeff, get out of the house. You got out of the house for 
for Spider-Man? That's a different episode. And not Wonder And I'm like, by the way, if I got to pick one, yeah, I'm getting out of the house for Spider-Man and not Wonder Woman. It's a great movie, but it's like yeah, not yeah. knowing what not you're getting. Exactly. I'm, I'm definitely going to take Spider-Man over everybody. Yes, yeah. uh, so, but as you found here on the West Coast, at least in Southern California, we have assigned seating in yes, the movie theater. So does that make does that make the experience a little bit more appealing? Yeah, I think you? that would be one of the three issues solved. Yeah. So the other one is that there's other people in the theater. Other people in the theater yeah. that Which, you can't control who uh, might also be true. eating things that are smelly. Mm. Um, their cell phones might go off. These are things that um, and drive me batty, but Rachel is driven particularly nuts. There mm. was someone in our theater who did something that I would never do. They had brought a baby. Yeah, what oh, was and, that? And, I, and that's what happens when you go to the movie yeah. at 9.30. And by the way, for a 9.30 a.m., non-IMAX, non-3D, non-everything. Now, granted, we spent seven seventy nine a ticket, so that is attractive to some people in a completely different way. But that was not a full every seat, but that theater was easily 75 80% full. Okay, but what you're not conveying is that that was one of the larger theaters in That's a great the point. Okay. The the uh, the the 16 at the Burbank 16 is the biggest one that they yeah. have. Okay. Yeah. There are larger ones, but I'm saying like in some theaters you get like three or four rows. We were in row L and we were you know, they probably went f- much further down the alphabet. Yeah, especially with the luxury seats that you get at some of the theaters. At the same AMC theater, they took out every other row, so there's not a lot of seats, oh, you okay. know, because you get to stretch out. We didn't get to stretch out, but you know what? I didn't need those to. Those dope electronic yeah. reclining I know you love leather those. chairs. They're so nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, the last couple movies I saw, I had those, and I was like, what? The only problem- I have to sit in these pedestrian <laughs> seats for seven seventy nine. dollars Manager! The only problem with those chairs are, like, if it is in any way a movie with a lull or if you're a little oh, too yeah. warm or a little tired, y'all, you're out. Yeah. It's, it's game over. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. But uh, it's I don't know. probably on purpose, so you have to buy more tickets. <laughs> like, come back to see it. They're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you feel like asleep? so comfy. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, like when, you, you know, there's that little entryway and there's, like, little lullaby music and they have, like, or they just show, you know, the sheep the, jumping over a fence before the trailer. They send the, the ushers in to just, like, gently rub. Your shoulders. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that that in the reason I bring up the theater just because it's a fun conversation, but also I think that it, it tells me that people are pretty excited for this movie, and you know we know Thor at this point, we know what we're gonna get. It was fun. It was funny, and I I feel like there's gonna be a good word of mouth. And uh, I'm going to predict it's the best superhero movie of November. Uh, But that's just because as I don't know that I've said on the black cast because we've had Will in studio the last few times. But, you know, I know that Justice League's coming and that it will be entertaining to some extent. But when I would when the trailers, we had the big push, mm-hmm. I looked at it and I'm like, okay, so the Justice League is like the Avengers if you don't give a shit about three of them. Right, yeah. And because it's like, I, Wonder Woman, I'm all in. Batman, sure, it's Affleck Batman, but I still, I'm fine with him. Uh, and then I'm like, yeah, Flash, okay, I, I know who he is. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, and then uh, Cyborg, no. No. no, there's so many good characters. They, Why is Cyborg one of them? Because they gave us literally no information about Cyborg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, right, exactly. And, uh, you know, Will has continued to loan me stacks and stacks of Aquaman comics. And I have I have a little bit of a better respect for him. Still not excited that he's in the movie. He's Especially not at all the same character. Yeah, this doesn't look like Aquaman. It doesn't, this doesn't look, look like Aquaman. feel yeah. or talk or anything like any Aquaman that I've read over the years. But what I will say here is that if I see that movie and I think it's great and if somehow I'm like, you know, it is better than Thor. I'll admit to it. 
I'm just predisposed that it probably won't. Genuine be. question: Do you know if Thor had like reshoots and stuff? Um, I don't know that it did, but I think everything does in, in this day and age. You know, just sometimes it's for effect. Sometimes it's for, like, oh, we're going to change the storyline. Maybe we need to set up Infinity War better. I, I don't take reshoots as a, a sign that things are in trouble. People usually do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm almost positive that The Godfather had reshoots. Everything has reshoots. Yeah. Uh, it, but there's, to me, there's a difference in terms of, like, reshoots because you want to, like, change the story up a little bit. Yeah. And then reshoots that break your fucking budget because an actor can't shave his face but are so necessary that you still <laughs> go through that whole process. That, to me, is a little bit of – that's what makes me more weary. Now, I'm still the guy who – I love – I just usually give these movies, like – like, I, I still enjoy the DC movies. I don't think they're bad at all. I, I think they yeah. have problems, but I'm not like, I don't go see them and I'm like, dark tonal bullshit. This is more horseshit from DC. <laughs> like, some people hate them. They get so yeah. mad. Like, no, Marvel has it right because they're funny and silly and cool. And DC is wrong because it's dark yeah. and brooding and big. It's like, uh, no, they're just different style movies. It's a completely like, different style. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like, do you like comedy? Sure. Do you do you like Martin Scorsese movies? Sure. Well, you know, most of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, you can like both of them. And they are very different styles. And actually, I had heard that the the scene where Hela confronts Loki and Thor was originally going to be in an alleyway in New York. Oh, and I don't know how far they got into filming it, but I, my understanding. I don't, was, I don't even understand. Oh yeah, I see. So they brought so, her. Yeah, they brought so, them to Norway. Yeah, that just yeah, looked yeah, cooler. Yeah. That's a great. They just look cooler. Just, no, that makes sense. That that, and you know what? That's the sort of reason why you do reshoots. Sometimes you look at it and you go like, "That's not big enough." Right, right. You know? Exactly. Sorry. Hey, I, I don't know why I said that. I've never had that problem. Anyway, you never had to do reshoots with a with a lady friend. No, one shoot was all she needed. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm excited to know what uh, Blackcast Nation thinks of Thor Ragnarok when they see it. Uh, I was talking to the guys during the credits, and it reminded me you see in the credits that uh, you know they, you have the music credits and the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. And they used it twice. And you know why they used it twice? Because Led Zeppelin music is exceptionally expensive. Yeah, they like, used the whole thing twice. Yeah, they used the whole thing it. twice because they probably, this is how they justified. If they if they spent a million dollars, it wouldn't surprise me. It's that expensive because Zeppelin doesn't like to no. use their music for anything every once in a while. And I don't know, I guess you have to get Plant and Jimmy Page and maybe John Paul Jones too. Maybe even Jason Bonham gets a vote. I don't know. It's very difficult to get. And the fact that they use it twice. And by the way, it's such a perfect Thor song. Yes, yeah. I think that they're like, no, we need it. Yeah. What, do, what do we cut out of the budget that mm -hmm. we can make this in there? Because, you know, it, it's it, it, exactly. It's it's the immigrant song. It's, yeah, it's, but, it's I mean, the how hammer often... of the gods is in the song. Yeah. For sure. The immigrant song is just a great song, period. Like every time yeah. it's been me oh, using yeah. a movie, you're usually like, yeah. Yeah. But like to me. I thought the the fact that the song had pretty much equal power the second time that he they use it yeah yes and maybe that was impressive yeah maybe it's due to the fact of everything else that's going on like Thor really unlocking his true like yeah. Odinson self oh hey did he find his chi yeah oh he my god he, he finally found his chi he unlocked all that chi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that it wasn't like the, it started. I'm like, oh, fucking immigrant song again? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I, I just thought that it was one of those funny things that I noticed. And when it was in the trailers, I actually was like, well, that song's only going to be in the trailers because yeah. they're not going to pay to put it in the movie. But uh, yeah, I was wrong. Back when DVD extras were like a real thing, uh, I saw one on School of Rock where they mm -hmm. use immigrant song. Just right. for a brief little snippet when he's in the van driving the kids. And for Jack Black to convince Zeppelin to let him use it, 
he filmed all the kids basically begging and oh, sent that funny. tape to them to have them approve. There's a the speaking of deleted scenes. There's a and a bag of cash, I'm there, sure. oh, <laughs> a truck full of cash, <laughs> and some of those kids <laughs> just to Jimmy, uh, but only but not so he could molest them, so that he could eat their souls. So you know it's different. It's not what you totally think. Totally different. Yeah, it's completely different. So uh, speaking of DVD extras, uh, Almost Famous has a scene that's deleted that Cameron Crowe felt like they weren't going to be able to include in the movie. And it's when the the kid plays Stairway to Heaven for his mom to kind of explain, you know, like what rock and roll music is all about. And they would sit there and listen to it. So uh, it's probably not that engaging and it would have slowed the movie yeah, down. Right. But on the DVD extras, it's just like, okay, so uh, obviously we don't have the song, <laughs> but uh, we're going to tell you when to, you know, hit play. So, you know, and like it's this whole thing. I'm like, oh, that's a lot of coordination. Uh, by the way, I love DVD extras and it's, one of the reasons I still like to physically buy the movies, I do like to look at the artwork. I like the extras. Uh, also, you're reminded that Blu-rays look so much better than Netflix's stream. You know, there there is that level of it. Um, you know, then you end up with too much stuff. But that's mm. that's my problem, not yours. Don't don't judge me. <laughs> so uh, I, I like when they have uh, deleted scenes and things. And actually, speaking of Wonder Woman, I understand that there's a good one on there. So I, I will have to check that out at uh. some point. But when we're not going to check it out is right now because we are out of time. But uh, please let us know what you thought of Thor Ragnarok. You can let us know at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can like The Blackcast on Facebook. Go ahead, comment down below. You know, if you ask nicely or even if you ask not so nicely, you could probably get a Blackcast t-shirt. I'm just... I'm just trying to move them at this point. But uh, Jeff Winstead gets to keep a Blackcast mug now, as I mentioned. And, Jeff, people can find Honored. you at Jeff Winstead. Yeah, Jeff Winstead. Twitter, Instagram, jeffwinstead.com. Uh, new issue of The Alternate at some point in 2018? Two issues are being working on right now, so they can come out a little closer together. Okay. And, and uh, somewhere we'll in 2018, you figured not not in the next couple months. Or maybe even 2019? Um, I'd say in the next few months few months okay so, so probably in the new year yeah. and uh jeff deray at jeff deray captain eo i've actually changed my twitter handle yeah you can now follow me at real donald trump <laughs> wow you have a lot of followers <laughs> yeah i'm popular you know what you make a lot more sense now than you used to though on twitter uh anyway uh thank you so much to uh jeff winstead for um taking the drive uh you left your place at six in the morning for a 9 30 yeah. movie yeah. did you get up at five 5.15. Yeah, well, at least you moved here from the East Coast recently, so I'm going to just tell myself your body clock hadn't entirely no, adjusted No, no, I, I stay on that schedule because most of my clients... My alarm went off at so. 7 and I said no. <laughs> I said no. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, sleeping. My, my son slept in and uh, I had an alarm set for 7 and I'm like, all right, that's when I'll get up and I'll make his lunch. And then, uh, like a moron, I forgot to uh, turn off the noises on my phone, so I got to hear a Twitter like at like... 5.55. And I was like, oh, no, now I'm awake. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> it was a great day, and let us know what you thought of Thor Ragnarok. We will have a very special conversation for Blackcast number 252. Fans of The Amazing Spider-Man will particularly appreciate that, and I think I can convince Jeff Winstead to stay around. Jeff DeRay, you know, maybe only for a couple minutes. but uh, And we'll see if we get an appearance out of Agent Starling. But that's all next time! <laughs>